here's the reason why feelings are neither good nor bad, because, again, it's just tied to whatever thought or experience you may have had, whether it be yours or someone else's. And so your mind just begins to... Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I'm so glad to be with you here today. My guest today is Miguel Lebron. He's a personal growth strategist and his experience as a keynote speaker spans 20 years. Having worked with multiple nonprofit organizations, Miguel has become a powerful community organizer and leader known for practical strategies empowering personal and professional growth. His focus on community, his love for family, and his drive for legacy have allowed him to become an even more emotionally intelligent father, husband, leader, mentor, and keynote speaker. Welcome, Miguel. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here. I think we're going to have a great conversation I love this idea of of um, how finding that spark, finding that joy, that happiness can contribute to your personal growth and to the ability to to move forward strategically. So I'd love to dive right into that with you. Yeah, for sure. You know, for me, the, the foundation of the conversation always starts with values. Uh, I define value or I look at values as a compass. So we look at a compass and it has four major directions, right? North, east, south, and west. And so to me, we ought to have, at the very least, uh, we should have these four major values that we have. So, so my values is family, faith, legacy, and community. And so when I look at these words, what I attempt to do is that I try to define these words. So for me, always the foundation is our core values. And once we've defined our core values, we can really launch forward on what joy looks like, what happiness looks like, what prosperity and even purpose looks like. I am so glad that you're bringing up this concept of frameworks. I feel like there's a lot to to really guide us when we develop our own frameworks, when we say, okay, these are my values and this is the way I see the world. Um, and there's a, there's a framework that I feel like is worth talking about that is kind of on top of all of that, right? That's outside the experience of the world, right? So some people I know uh, are religious and they have a religious viewpoint. Other people are not. I don't particularly dive into religious topics, but I think it's worth talking about as we sort of dive into what what are these uh, values that we have and, you know, this kind of looking at our life, that there's a piece that's bigger than that. Can we talk a little bit about that step back? For me personally, I do believe that there is a creator of the universe. I do believe in in the scripture. I do believe in the Bible. And so I adhere to that worldview. And that for me, it informs the way I view everything else. I view it from that standpoint. But as we talk about this, I do want to preface that I don't believe we are just human doings, but rather we are human beings. And I think that's important to note because oftentimes 
we get so caught up on rather it be religion, rather it be position, jobs, titles that either we've earned or have been bestowed upon us. We focus so much on those things that we're get caught up on the doing and that we forgot to actually live and we forgot to actually be. So when I talk about my faith, you know, my faith is not something that I'm attempting to do. It's something that I have believed. And so salvation isn't something I'm trying to obtain. It's something I have in faith. But for the individual that says, okay, Miguel, I don't buy into that. No problem. You still have to look at your personal growth and your joy as a more holistic, rounded thing. That is, what are you doing to grow mentally, emotionally, spiritually, economically? Like, what are you doing in these various compartments, in these various areas? You know, there, there are 10 life domains. And so it's not just, okay, if I grow personally, I'm going to be okay mentally. No, we know people that grow physically, have a lot of muscles and are very big and very, you know, they have a presence about them but yet mentally they're crumbling. And so we need to look at our lives in that sense. And then when we talk about values and when we talk about what we consider to be the most important things in our life, certainly as children, we have a worldview that is informed either by religion, either by our economical position, the mindset of our relatives, our family, our, you know, our friends, all of these things inform not only the way we view ourselves, but the way we view the world. And of course, as an individual gets older, then they are looking for outside confirmation, right? Mom and dad says, I'm, I'm beautiful. But what do my friends say? Do they think I'm beautiful? Do they think I'm smart? And so we're looking for that outside confirmation. But there comes a point in our lives where no longer are we dependent or we ought not to be dependent on what mom and dad says or what my friends say or don't say, but rather it should be my responsibility to actually dive deep and get to know me, get to love me, get to appreciate me, and at the same time, chart a course as to where I think and believe success is. I was so loving that. That is so great. Um, so I, I, the, in particular, I love that what you're talking about in terms of how there are all these manifestations in our life, right? There are different areas of our lives that we can look at and measure. We can say like, this is good and this is not so good. And I'd like to work on this. And I see that there's a problem over here that I could probably do something about. And these are great, um, ways to approach growth, but as you speak, I really hear this arc that goes above all of it. That is our emotional story. And when we're in our emotions, which if we're here on planet Earth, we are probably in an emotion at this moment, then uh, we're in these, these different um, viewpoints on those particular areas and filtered through these values that we've been talking about. So can we talk a little bit about what that emotional state does to your ability to grow or to, um, to place attention that is beneficial in any of those areas? Yeah, certainly. I think one of the things we, we must know is that there is a healthy version of us, which is obtainable. But so often because of life circumstances, we versus living just go into surviving. And 
when life actually does turn around and we find that we are, you know, having blessings, having doors open up, having opportunities, what happens oftentimes is that we are accustomed to the sadness. We are accustomed to feeling down. We are accustomed to feeling not worth actually obtaining anything. And so we have to get to a place where we become honest with ourselves. Now, Let's be clear. Sometimes this is easier said than done. So I know that me saying, hey, get to a place where you identify your emotional state. For some of us, this may be difficult because, well, frankly, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to sit down and to be able to be honest with ourselves and saying life is kind of sucky right now. And why? Or life is great right now. And why? Or things are going great, but I don't feel like I deserve it. And why? And oftentimes we don't do this type of exploration. Several years ago, my wife and I, we went to a marriage retreat and it was a very awesome experience. Ironically, as it were, uh, at that time when we decided to go, really it was my wife who kept insisting that we needed to go. But it was the best thing we did because prior to us going, my mother had passed away. And in her passing, I was just going. I was just moving. I, I, to be honest, I just dove myself into my work and I figured, okay, I'm going to just dive myself deeper into work and, and just continue to build and work. And I was neglecting some of the feelings and emotions behind everything that was going on. We went to this marriage retreat. And one of the things that I learned in the marriage retreat, and I want to share with you, is that number one, I learned that emotions are neither good nor bad. Right? So we have these feelings and they within themselves are neither good nor bad. However, the actions that we take are, are either positive or not. And sometimes we have difficulty in expressing these feelings that we have. And so one of the tools that were presented to us and we still use to this day is if you're unable to actually say what the feeling is, then describe it. Is it like riding a roller coaster and having the wind blow in your hair? Or is it like when you feel parched and there's nothing for you to have? Is it like the feeling you get when you see that paycheck deposited into your account where you have a sense of relief because you're going to be able to make it during the week? Or is it when you know that the first is coming and Christmas just ended, right? So you can use these type of illustrations to describe your feelings. And then the next task is really write it down. So often we are just bottling up all of these words and all of these verbs and adjectives and nouns. We're bottling all these words in our mind. And what I believe is that if we bottle that in our mind, if we keep it there and say, I'll remember it, you're not creating space for new ideas you're not creating space for new information. So, you know, when we talk about emotions, we talk about our feelings, we really want to get to a place where I can identify these and I can have an honest conversation, not just with others, but with myself. Hey, how do I feel today? And why do I feel this way? Really have a good conversation. And another strategy that you can use is the the brain dump, right? Take a moment to just write. Don't focus on if you're writing good or bad or punctuation or anything of that. Just get it out there because once you get it out there, you can begin to actually deal with what you've been bottling up. There are several things I'd love to kind of pull out of there and let's talk about them a little bit more. And one is that life does get in the way. I mean, that's what you described, right? Is that life keeps happening to us and the events of life, if you live long enough, if you're lucky enough to live long enough, the events are hard. 
right? And uh, so they get in the way and they do make these subtle changes in our energy and the way that we're processing, in the way that we're viewing the world. And they're so subtle that we don't always know that they're about to happen or that they have happened. And so that awareness that you're talking about is such a crucial piece of exactly how you do it. And that you can't We really pointed out that you cannot be in a space of survival of go, 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 and a space of growth at the same time. Right. And so that's, that's big, you know, you can't, you can't be growing and just keeping up. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and the the thing is that as you mentioned, life is going to keep happening, right? Uh life is going to keep lifing. <laughs> things are going to keep happening. But however, one of the things that I tell my daughters all the time, you know, when they get frustrated or bothered because of something, I always tell them, I say, those are your feet. You control your feet, you control your legs, you control your arms, you control your mind, you control like you control all of that. And the truth is that we have Oftentimes, when we deal with these various situations that take place in life, we have this feeling as though I cannot control anything. And the truth is you you can control. You can control the controllables. You can control you. You can control the way you react. And one of the things that I think would be most beneficial is understanding that a feeling and an emotion are not the same thing. So a feeling is that knee-jerk reaction that you have when something takes place. For example, someone shares a smile with you, someone you know opens a door for you, you may feel warm inside, you may feel nice, like you know, Sunday morning. And and so what happens is that you have that knee-jerk feeling, that moment that you have this sensation. Now, what what takes place in that second, in that nanosecond, is that your brain is attempting to figure out what is this that we're feeling? Is it good? Good? Is it bad? And so here's the reason why feelings are neither good nor bad, because again, it's just tied to whatever thought or experience you may have had, whether it be yours or someone else's. And so your mind just begins to decipher, is it a good feeling or a bad feeling? Oh, it's a good feeling. Okay, let's reciprocate. Let's smile as well. Oh, it's a bad feeling. Okay, should we fight? Should we run? What should we do here? The difference between a feeling and an emotion is that if you maintain in that feeling, it becomes this emotion. It becomes alive, if you will. And then what happens is that if you allow that emotion to become your permanent state, it becomes a mood. So the way it works is this way. Right? Somebody does something nice. You have this knee-jerk reaction, which is that feeling. That feeling gets tied to an experience and it becomes an emotion. But if you allow that to become your permanent resident, you then go into a mood. Right? This is why people often say, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm in a good mood today. Right? And you can see it. Well, why are you such in a good mood? Oh, because this is working out for me. This is going good for me. All these doors are opening up. And on the other hand, if you see somebody who says, how are you feeling today? And they say, I'm in a bad mood. And you can see it right away. Sometimes they'll even warn you, leave me alone because I'm in a bad mood. And what happens, what they're identifying is that I'm living in this negativity or I'm living in this positive. And so this is why it's so important to just go back and have this self-awareness that we're talking about. Because if I want to be successful, if I want to obtain whatever level of success is, and to me, success is defined as a 
specific yet evolving end point. But if I want to be successful, accomplish my goals, bring my dreams to life, then I must be checking in with myself. I must be tapping in and figuring out, okay, am I happy here? Am I not happy? Am I satisfied? Am I not? What's happening here? And this goes back to the values that we spoke about initially because our values will continue to change as life keeps happening, which we've already discussed, as life keeps happening and transitions take place, my values will also change, right? The values that I had when I was 10 years old, when all I wanted to do was go to the corner store and buy some candy changed when I got married and they changed again when I became a father and they changed again when I became a homeowner and they changed again, right? These, these values continue to change. And so we need to sit down and actually come aware with how we're feeling, how our life experience is going, and is it going in the trajectory that we want? I suppose the most complicated of all of these steps is the sitting down. I have this this map on my website, and it's a quiz that tells you where you are on the map. But the important piece of it is that laying your emotions out like a map, which is really the way you were just talking about that, can give you a really easy visual way to understand what we do to ourselves, right? So that uh, where do I live question, because we're not always in the same emotion. We're not always in the same mood even, right? We have a good mood, a bad mood, but where are we living? Like what town do we wake up in? Do we wake up in anger town most of the time? Is that our like set point or do we wake up in joy town all the time? Right. And so, uh, that knowing that about yourself and then being able to move those, that energy and the emotions in that direction, so important to our ability to enjoy our lives. And people end up in overwhelm and stress and worry. And uh, so many times there are multiple parts of their lives that have stopped growing, that have even started to deteriorate, right? I, I, I moved and I moved into a house with mold. I moved and I, I moved into a situation with loud neighbors, I, right? And whatever that is, that's you moving in a direction, right? So the only place it changes is in you. Yeah, there's a, a level of responsibility there. Oftentimes we have this idea that things are happening either against me or in my favor. And it's a very interesting thing because it's if you take someone who thinks they are experiencing a level of success, like that everything is going well, and you take that, that individual and you ask them, would you change anything? Most often they're going to say, no, 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 I don't want to change anything because and I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to mess it up. Everything is going well. Everything is going the way I want it to go right now. There may be some things that are unsettling, but everything is going good, so they don't want to mess it up. On the other hand, you speak to someone who's having difficulty, who's having challenges, and you ask them, do you want to change it? They're like, yeah, yeah, I want to change it. Okay, let's make the change. They quickly stop you. They say, no, 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 don't change it, don't change it. Well, I thought you said you wanted to change. No, no, because, you know, better the devil I know than the devil I don't know. Better the difficulty I know than the difficulty I don't know. And so we look at these two situations. We look at the person who feels fulfilled and the person who feels unfulfilled. Neither really want to change their situation. We say, well, okay, so then, so then how do we do the work to become better? Well, they have the power. 
They will always have the power. But really, frustration, irritation, botherness. Maybe you've heard the phrase of people say, I just got tired of being sick and tired. The reality is, it's not none of those things. Is that you took back the power. You took back the power and the actual position that you should have of being in the driver's seat and saying, you know what? I don't want to live here. As you mentioned, there are people that still live on Depressed Drive or Anxiety Avenue or, or Sadness Boulevard. Like You can move. You can pick up and move. You can determine and decide what type of emotional state I want to live in. And do I want to allow these things to dictate my emotions, dictate my mood, my feeling, my perspective on the things that are happening around me? And even though I can't control those things that are happening around me, I can most certainly control what's happening in my mind. Uh, unfortunately, we not only relinquish authority for our emotions, but we also create vacancy in our mind so that these negative thoughts can come in, these thoughts that don't align with the person we want to be and the life we want to live. You know, to that point, oftentimes, and really what I do with my clients when we sit down initially, is that I have them carve out a desired future state. And the term desired future state is really used in the business world. It's where an organization tries to create a scope of where they want to be in the future, rather that will be next quarter, next year, or wherever. But I think that this applies to our personal growth, because when you establish a desired future state, the objective here is that you would envision where you're going to be in five years, 10 years, six months, where are you going to be? But the trick is that you want to allow yourself the opportunity opportunity to envision it. That is, feel it. Actually be there. Smell the air. Feel the wind of that moment. Because if you can actually be there in that moment and make it vivid for yourself, then you can have the feeling of success. This is why, you know, we say often that success is not a destination. And it isn't. It's this feeling that we have where we know I've made it. I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. And that feeling is justified by the results we are seeing. But, you know, again, it's the results and then we have the feeling. What I'm challenging is that we do it the other way. We feel it and then we go ahead and carve out those results. And that's part of that behavioral therapy, actually, where it's you believe it, you feel it, and then you're going to work and act like the person who wants to obtain it. Yeah, there's some new science around that as well, which is really, really helpful about uh, what we do with our brain waves and uh, what different states we can get into and what that envisioning process that you're talking about uh, does up here in our brains. But then also when we add in the heart coherence and the heart element in general, then we have the magnet, right? Then we have a way to be able to bring things into our experience um, that is not necessarily so planned out, right? Um, so I love that you're talking about that. I also really love that what one of the things that you just talked about is how the brain uh, wants to be in charge. It always wants to be in charge. And it's, it's like that backseat driver or mm -hmm. like a little kid leaning over and taking the wheel, right? It's like our brains are not supposed mm -hmm. to be in charge. Our spirit right. is supposed to be in charge. Our brains are supposed to keep us alive. That's its job, right? And so it's really good at the thing that you talked about earlier where it sorts. It's a processor. And that 
concept that you brought in a, a little bit ago about how we're not storage units. Like our brains do not store information very easily and very well. And so that that process you you talked about of writing, of allowing what is being processed through you to come out and into the world in some way, whether that's writing or video or talking or whatever your medium is, right? To process, to complete the process with it means that you changed and you didn't have to store whatever that was, whether it was anger or joy, right? It's like the joy needs to move through. That's how things get momentum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I love that. And so um, I like that you're talking about this uh, desired future state in a way that is uh, very different from the way we used to hear about it in the olden days where, you know, we would go like, okay, I want to make this much money and I want to have this kind of house and I'm going to have this kind of spouse and like this many kids and whatever else people <laughs> desire. Right. And it becomes more um, of a wish list in that sense. That's right. And also it becomes a plan and we don't have the plan. <laughs> The, we there's no plan here, right? There is participation in getting someplace that we want to go that is really an emotional condition more than it is a a task list to do, isn't it? Yeah, you know, as a personal growth strategist, I help individuals identify their core values and align them with their habits so that they can accomplish their goals. And so the journey for me began at looking at the word, <clears throat> excuse me, at looking at the word strategy. And if you do a quick Google search, you know, the word strategy is either going to take you to the boardroom or is going to take you to the battlefield. But as I began to really dive deep into this word strategy, I felt, I felt very conflicted because I said, you know, there are people who are just like you and I who have no experience in the battlefield and, and most likely will never. Uh, and there are many individuals that I know that want to grow. However, they're not in the boardroom. And so how do we define strategy for them? And so to me, strategy has to be more specific. To me, strategy is a specific. It's a defined number of steps to help you obtain a breakthrough moment, right? So strategy is, the, is a defined number of steps to help you obtain a breakthrough moment. And in that, in that, we must understand that, you know, let's say we both want to buy a house. So you have a goal of buying a house. I have the goal of buying a house. But you may be five steps away from purchasing the home you want, and I may be 20 steps. Like, I still have to build my credit. And so, you know, we're different steps in that process of obtaining our breakthrough moment. One of the big issues that often happens is that we begin to look at how far is our neighbor from their growth, from their breakthrough, and how far am I? And then we begin to compare, and that comparison actually kills. It actually stifles our growth. It robs our joy because we don't have the opportunity to actually see not just where we are, but how far we've come. And so to me, when I think about the future, my future, or when I help my clients think about their future, the future doesn't have to be so far in the distance that it's unobtainable. 
you know, when we talk about organizations and I've had the the privilege of working with multiple nonprofit organizations and oftentimes organizations, what they'll do, in fact, consistently, they'll establish a vision statement and a mission statement. And I've sat down with my clients where I'll say to them, write a vision statement for your life. Write a mission statement for your life. Like, what is it that you want to do? What does the world look like with the work you're going to be doing? And there's a number of individuals that have not taken the time to do that, to write a vision statement for themselves, for their family, for their household. Like, what kind of children do you want to raise? You know, I'm a father of three girls. You know, I, I don't want to raise girls that become women that aren't confident or that don't know what they want. I want to I want to help bring to the world these three girls that eventually will be women that that are smart and intelligent and strong and bring uh, value and have valor and courage, because these are the things that are necessary. But again, I've already established a vision. What I'm challenging today is that if we want to live out this concept of joy in our life, we must first define joy. We must first then identify, am I living in joy right now? And if I am not, we need to explore, have I relinquished the authority of joy to something else, to someone else? But if I am living in joy, well, then how do I operate to continue to grow, continue to feel this fulfillment that I want to feel? That's wonderful. Now, we are coming to the end of our time here, and I would just love for you to have an opportunity to tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Certainly. So I am the host of the Strategy Rewind podcast. It's a podcast that focuses on the mindset and strategies needed for a breakthrough moment. So each episode, I have guests that come in. We share stories. We share strategy. We share insight. So again, it's strategyrewind.com. If you visit strategyrewind.com, you'll also be able to sign up for our newsletter, which is the Growth Strategy Spotlight. And if you subscribe to the Growth Strategy Spotlight, which you can do for free, you not only have the articles that we've written, but you also have the Strategy Rewind podcast. We spoke about a holistic view to growth, and we aim to do that through the Growth Strategy Spotlight. And the way that we do that is that when you subscribe to the premium tier, you not only get access to the articles and to the podcast, but you also get access to a community and a monthly mastermind group that we do. So head over to strategyrewind.com, all of that for $5 a month. And we really want to get invested in your growth. So again, get invested into your own strategyrewind.com is the website. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I want to also remind everybody that you can go to donalyn.blog and pick up the guide to becoming unbreakable. So that's at donalyn.blog or at unbreakable.guide. You can go directly to it and just download that and it will give you a whole uh, host of tools and uh, the ability to sort of create that framework we were talking about earlier as well. So thank you so much for being here today, Miguel. Thank you for having me. Thank you for everyone to be connected. And we'll see you next time.